ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to Nick Flanagan Weekly, the place where sometimes I sing a song over Barbara of Seville. Not an opera singer by trade, I think I've done very well. Hi, I'm Nick Flanagan, this is Nick Flanagan Weekly. I bet you've missed my voice. I think I only released, what, one episode last week? Two? Who knows? Uh, I'm doing my best here. We're working on it. You might have noticed improvements in audio, improvements. Uh, I got theme songs up the as. <clears throat> I got stings. I, oh, I got. I don't have sting. He's in town doing uh, the crystal... <laughs> The Last Ship. It's some musical. My mom went and saw it. She says she actually quite liked the soundtrack, and she didn't listen to Sting enough. My friend Mike is posting constant uh, joke tweets about seeing Sting on the street. So, yeah, Sting. Toronto's got Sting fever. Have you ever met Sting? Please email weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Oh, folks, welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. This is a podcast where a man who, uh, to get rid of stubble, would need to shave 18 times a day, pours his heart out to you about various topics. The winter is abating here in Canada land. The uh, ice is melting Everything's slippery, everything's wet. Today was a gray, rainy day. I kind of liked it. I said to myself, oh, this must be what the UK feels like. And I'm never in the UK. I've been there a little bit. But man, this is my first full winter in a little while. Three or four years. And uh, I hate it. (laughs) I mean, I don't fully hate it. But I, I, I can see why I departed the area. I just am into when it's dry and hot. I mean, who isn't? I'm telling you. That snowbird retirement, oh, I smell it. I smell it coming around the bend. The only problem is got to get that snowbird retirement money. I don't have a garment factory. I didn't invent a screw that all the companies use. This is how people make their money. I don't have a paper company, sticker company. I don't even have a company. And if I made a company, it would be like, you know, the guy who made those sort of like hipster greeting cards. Nobody's, you know, with like the drawings and it says, you're the unicorn to my never ending story monster. You know. You're so good, I'll take off my wax lips to kiss you. (laughs) Look, I'm buying these greeting cards if uh, these greeting cards exist. But you understand, I would make a useless item. The company would go out of business. My employees would be on the street. I would be out on the street with them. They'd become my bosses. Nobody would have money, though, so it would just be a sham company. They would start bossing me around underneath the overpass. And the dogs, at night the dogs would come for us and they would chase us down. And when those 
Pitbull jaws locked on my arm, tearing. Look, I, I can't, I can't in good faith paint a picture of Pitbulls as uh, horrible beasts because you might wind up uh, hating Pitbulls from listening to this podcast. So let's say a feral man will chase me and lock his jaws onto my elbow and rip my arm off. And then I get disability and can start rebuilding my life. And that's when I start going, you know, I want to start a garment factory. And I had to become a one-armed man to get to that decision. Everyone's mad in the U.S. about Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar. She said something about Israel and everyone's saying she's anti-Semitic. I have to say, my philosophy is, if government officials are piling on about something, if there's some sort of public outrage about something, somewhere at the bottom of it, there's an agenda. Eh? Smart guy over here. Agenda. I can detect an agenda. But I don't really know. She said something kind of sketchy on Twitter in 2012. You can read up on it. Yelan Omar. And uh, she apologized for that. I don't know. that. It's a sketchy thing. I think what she said. But the things that they're saying, she said in 2018 or 2017, whenever she said this stuff, which she tweeted that it's all about the Benjamins, which is why America supports Israel. And then she said something else where she said, it sounded like she said that she was being suspected because she's Muslim of having an inherent bias against Israel. And I guess she might have brought up that like Jewish people, I don't know, I literally in that defense I saw nothing that was saying but then everybody said that she used a dual loyalty trope which uh, apparently is some ancient anti-semitic thing although I'd never really heard this dual loyalty thing although you know honestly them anti-semites will throw anything at the Jews any slur anything they can come up with so yeah uh, but it's just like look at the people defending this uh Anti-Semitism. These are people who probably have, you know, been in country clubs where Jews weren't allowed. <laughs> There's a president who wants, said he wants guys with little caps and beards counting his money. I don't trust it. So, you know, that's all I'm going to say. I don't have anything to say about Israel particularly, but I'm just saying what's happening with this lady is foolish. Everything is a distraction. But life is just distractions. And we need those or else the futility of it all might come to us and we would wind up having to really, really give meaning to this life. And I think when we did that, that's when light would pour out of our mouths, creating columns, pillars that reach the sky, pillars that reach this guy. And then 
I mean, wouldn't it be amazing if it rained apes all over us? Wouldn't that be the ultimate? What if that was the story of Planet of the Apes? That the men and the women were all about being ruining the world. And then one day, they woke up and apes rained from the skies. And just beat them up and took over. And that's how you got Dr. Zayus. That's how you got Zemra. I don't know. What are the ape names? Universe of the apes. That's what they're going to do next. You know they can't just keep it to a planet. Planets of the apes. We, the apes, have discovered there is another planet also of apes. I think man descended from apes. And by that I mean apes are better than us. So thankful for my ADHD group. All these groups I'm going to. I'm in this weird period where I have workbooks suddenly. I've spent my whole life trying to avoid workbooks. I look over at my dresser. There's three hefty workbooks there. Not counting an outdated voice acting workbook that I will never look at and should set on fire. Except it's plastic and uh, that would be toxic. Workbooks. Workbooks for serious things. I don't even want to get into. All I can say is... (sighs) I think when you're sort of rebuilding from the uh, ground up, there's uh, a lot of stuff you have to do. That it's not that simple. If you take any shortcuts, the possibilities of falling on your goddamn ass just come up again. So I'm going to read these workbooks. And hopefully they keep me from doing things like going into a small space and weeping. Hopefully they stop me from uh, racing thoughts, uh, racing unwanted negative thoughts, and hopefully they stop me from bombing at comedy clubs, because my god, it's about time I stop doing that, am I right? I haven't even played a comedy club in ages. I did comedy today. That was a blast. These shows with A.L. Sr. and Kurt Newman. Today, a, a woman named Kathleen Laws was singing with Kurt. It was wonderful. I'll have her, her in there. I'm going to have Kurt back. Really want to get the musicians back on the podcast. And, you know, I'm still intent on getting you a bunch of episodes uh, per week. It's just I'm restacking my interviews. I, I'm trying to figure out how to do the best solo podcasts I can. Questions from you that I can answer on the show would be quite amazing. So weeklypodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions. Also, I sent out a new newsletter, so go to the, my website, theflans.com, and sign up for the newsletter. I don't know. Just a thought. <laughs> but yeah, uh, starting in June was when I started going seriously to uh, groups uh, for ADHD and, and now for uh, other stuff. And... Um, It's just so important to realize how many preconceptions in life you're working with about other people, about people you don't know, about people outside your demographic. 
You know what I mean? It's like Seinfeld when he's like, I only like talking to comedians. It's like, you gotta get out of that head, headspace. I don't care if it makes you a millionaire. Get out of there. Don't, don't be like that. I love talking to comedians, but I also really like hilarious people who are not comedians. I like hilarious people. I like funny people. I like people with a sense of humor. That's a goddamn true thing, but those are not always comedians. Oddly enough. But a lot of them are. I don't know. I always feel like I'm on the verge of smack-talking comedy, and its I don't actually really want to do that. I think comedy is just a wonderful treat for the soul. As Martin Lawrence in Big Mama's House 2 said, Comedy is God's hand on a world's troubled shoulder. But I think it's maxed out. I think that there's... There's like two extremely different sides of comedy making the most noise. And then there's like kind of good comedy that has no real perspective outside of just being funny. That's quietly succeeding in all of this maelstrom. Um, it is interesting seeing the success of, uh, say, a right-wing comedian versus a so-called, like, let's say, socially aware uh, West Coast comic. <laughs> Most of the time they're West Coast comics. Um the West Coast comedian, who is socially aware of feminist, uh, even if they're male, you know, they're just all about the issues that would be, uh, you know, at the top of the, the Democrats' list. They often get writing jobs. They often get TV jobs. And they don't really have to uh, get grassroots support going because they have this incredible safety net of goodwill from the industry uh, living in industry hubs being on shows that other comedians might be on so they can do shows with those comedians uh so they can sustain their stand-up while doing all of this just through being as always in sort of around funny people but they're not doing these massive tours of the country and so to call them isolated would be correct <laughs> but the other side is also very isolated if you look up right wing comedy tour that's a real weird thing too and uh, it's much weirder than I would say that the comedians on that left whatever thing I'm talking about are generally really funny people and stuff these other guys, Owen Benjamin and the like, they have like a lot of money being given to them by fans who think that they're persecuted. And um, I don't see that type of money giving happening on the other side for the sheer reason that whether or not that's occurring, it is certainly not something that is being I see being used to make money. The idea of being persecuted is a money-making thing, 
funnily enough, uh, enough, funny enough, it had, that's something that someone like Owen Benjamin or um, Jordan Peterson is much better at than anyone I can think of, uh, you know, than, say, Noam Chomsky. I haven't seen any GoFundMes for Noam Chomsky lately. I'll tell you, he's not going to get it. Noam Chomsky's web- website should be called No Fun Me. Because he's no fun. He's gnome fun. It's a very rambly, odd episode, but frankly, I'm comfortable with it. My mom's got a cough. This is the thing about living with your mom. You hear all this stuff happening and get stressed out. You know, I'm in, in the TV room with the headset on, 38 years old. Ignoring the cat getting killed in Fortnite. I hear mom coughing. 1.30 a.m. What am I supposed to do? Feels weird enough just talking to your parent after midnight. Much less, I don't know, hitting them on the back. What do you do when someone has a cough? Uh, The other week I did prepare a delightful turmeric concoction with ginger for her so hopefully I'll I'll, uh, I'll do that again tomorrow but I don't like it when a, a parent is sick and they're older and they're coughing it scares me I've seen outbreak did uh, Dustin Hoffman's character get Ebola in outbreak the answer is in Rain Man's catchphrase Definitely. Been oversharing lately. In real life, I, uh, that's my number one issue. Unthinkingly saying things that are completely inappropriate to say, or at least slightly inappropriate, or could hurt somebody who you're saying it to. Not thinking it would hurt. Convincing yourself in a split second that what you're saying is the right thing to say. I've done that. A lot. You know, once, when I was 21 and I was in a band, we got interviewed by an African-American, well, no, they weren't African-American. They were like African-Canadian, I don't know, black Canadians. (laughs) I don't know what the term is. African-Canadian? That sounds very African. Canadians have a hard time having our own identity. So when you think of African-American, it's very easy to picture. When you picture African... When you say African-American, it sounds more like... When you say African-Canadian, it sounds more like an African-American. This is a nightmare. I feel like I'm trapped in a nightmare right now. I'm in a loop. I can't get out. My point is, we were interviewed by like you know, uh, uh, black entertainment news kind of podcast. This is 2001. Who knows what it was? And they were interviewing us, and I guess I wanted to be funny, but I had no idea what to say. Sound familiar? Um, And they asked me what kind of music we liked, and I said, well, we don't like racist music. And they said, "Uh, what? I said, racist music. We We don't like it. And he said, well, what's racist music? And I go, you know, like the soundtrack to Birth of a Nation? 
What a cheeky lad. What a cheeky lad I, I was. Everybody was mad at me in the band. They were like... Not only was that gibberish, but it, it was so confusing that you somehow seemed racist even though you were saying you weren't racist. And all I could say was, I know, I don't know what I was thinking. So, it's kind of horrible having that in you. And just not having the swagger to pull it off. You know, like immediately regretting it. Because obviously, you know, everything. All these horrible people say all these horrible things, but they never regret it right afterwards. They need a great deal of pressure. As soon as something comes out of my mouth and somebody winces or tells me, I uh, feel terrible. I feel awful. That's my new thing now. And if someone seems upset but they won't tell me, I just go, What's wrong? What's wrong? Hey, what's up? Hey, is everything okay? Meanwhile, it's like, just leave the room. Just get out of there for a minute. You know, some of the, the people are going to explain why they're mad at you. And if you don't keep doing it, they might not be mad at you forever. I'm staying up really late. I'm recording this really late. I downed some dried cranberries to get the sugar to get me through this. There's no food here. Got some vegetables, ate that. Snack-wise, I can't have... There's two, I've had some Melba toast today. Ugh, the cat's eating more excitingly than me right now. But I gotta get that. I gotta get fit. How did you get fit? Write weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Tell me how you get fit. I mean, I'm fit in the British sense of the word. Don't get me wrong. Dapper. Toast of the town. <laughs> but otherwise, I'm not fit. Yeah, I've kind of been sick all week. That was sort of why I didn't uh, do too much podcasting either. Um, one of those sicknesses that's never quite... There was one day where it was like enough for me to not want to do anything that day. Which is a normal feeling for me even when I'm not sick. But uh, it was quite um, strong. And that magical turmeric drink did nothing. I'm in a mood where I'm watching Sopranos a lot right now. It's odd. It's generally the signal of a depression. I love The Sopranos. But sometimes I think that it's far bleaker than anyone actually thinks it is. And that as great as it feels to watch it, that to watch it is to sort of go through just the other side and to find out that it's nothing. There's nothing there. But you know what? Charmaine Bucco, am I right, folks? Wow! That one was for all my Sopranos heads. You know what I'm talking about. Wow! Woke up this morning, got myself a gun. Mama told me that I was the chosen one. 
What is a better theme song, that or the uh, Parts Unknown Anthony Bourdain theme song? Check it out and get back to me. So yeah, what do you do to solve the winter blahs? I think I've asked you that before, but I really want to know. As soon as I got back to these groups of people talking through my problems, relating with each other, that was when things kind of went up. And this week is going to be really pivotal for me because I, uh, there are things I've been putting off that I really have to deal with. And maybe you can too. And if there's something that you did that you put off, I want you to know, guess what? You can write me a weekly podcast at Gmail. It's time for me to go. This has been fun. A fun vent. It's like I sent out a voicemail. Uh, sorry, a voice memo as a podcast. And I hope you enjoyed it. We're listening to the music from the Barbarossa Seville, in case you didn't uh, recognize it, specifically the Marriage of Figaro, not the Barbarossa Seville. I wish old cartoons didn't immediately seem racist. I miss those old cartoons. They were so good. But you watch them now and you're like, ugh, something's probably racist in this. I'm going to get triggered for sure. Have a great day. Have a great night. Have a great life. I'm Nick Flanagan. Enjoy your time. We're going to have an interview up this week. We're going to have other episodes up this week. It's going to be a real fun time. I promise I'll be organized, on the ball, focused. Today is a wander through the grass, though, and I appreciate you being here with me for it. Thank you so much for listening to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I really appreciate your support. And if you want to support the show any further, go to patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan and find out about paying $5 a month to help me do this and other things like stand-up. You can follow me on Instagram at Nick Flanagan Weekly, Twitter at Nick Flan Weekly, write me at weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Have a great life. Or, and more than anything, just tell your friends if you like an episode and hopefully they'll listen to it. Thanks. You're really a deer. I really think of you as a deer. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly.